0: Church welcome to our broadcast as we dig deeper into the Word of God it has been such an honor and privilege to be with all of you and to just dig in the Word of God Um, as you've been viewing our broadcast throughout the weeks uh, this is our midweek service and as you can tell that we literally go line by line word for word uh, what the Lord is saying to the church Um, tonight we open up our seventh letter to the church that is in Laodicea, and we've been having such a fantastic teaching in the writings and the letters that Jesus has written to the churches. I believe that it is important and it is imperative that every Christian, every believer would read and study these letters that Jesus written to the churches. These are very powerful letters. These letters are for me and you. These letters are like daily living for us, the body of Christ. And since we've been studying these seven letters, and we get into the seventh letter that we're starting into tonight, there's so much that we've learned from these letters. And if you have missed any one of these broadcasts, uh, and if you want to do an in-depth study into these letters to get a further understanding of what the Lord is saying, uh, please go back and you can see it in our catalog To where that you can go back uh, when we started this series in week one and just work your way up. But I warn you, grab a notebook and a pen. Take down notes. And as you've been following us, we've been doing a lot of word search in the Greek, uh, getting the meaning of the writing um, that has been instructed to us. So let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every viewer tonight. God, I pray for a sense of joy. I pray for the oil of gladness, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for this time in your word, Lord God. May you enlighten hearts and enlighten minds tonight, God. I speak peace to every troubled mind I speak a peace to every heavy heart Lord God I pray Lord God as those who are watching tonight even at the sound of my voice Lord God that peace the Shalom Lord God is going into their homes I thank you tonight Lord God for your precious word we give you all the praise in Jesus mighty name amen um so thank you for joining us again also please share your prayer requests with us you can use the text box if you're following us on facebook or on youtube you can send us your prayer requests we want to pray for you we believe that there's power in prayer god loves it when we uh, come together in prayer and believe in him uh For the impossible to become possible. So I ask you tonight, send us your prayer request. We want to pray for you. We want to stand in agreement with you tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, believe in God with you. As you may know that there's a lot of uncertainties that are happening in our day and time. I want to encourage you by saying this. Do not be distracted by what you see and hear on the news. Don't be distracted by that. All it is is just a distraction. Keep your face, your eyes before Jesus. At His feet is where the church should remain. I had an open vision today, and I want to share this before I get started. And as I were, uh as I began to pray, I was literally. Um, it was almost like I was in this hallway, and in this hallway, I was at the feet of Jesus, and being at His feet. To my left and right of the hall, it looked like everything was going on in the world. But in this hallway, I saw Jesus standing there. And as I began to cling to his feet and bury my face down on the top of his feet, I lost sight of what was going on to my left and right. And I heard the Lord say, well done. Well done. Like the world, everything that was going around, it just disappeared. And it was just peace calmness all around and i want to encourage you unplug yourself from the world unplug yourself from the news unplug yourself from the media and get before the lord the lord shalom is there waiting for you and you will see the lord manifest immediately in your life hallelujah so let's turn your bibles if you would go to go with me to revelation chapter 3 and we're going to start this reading off in in verse 14 tonight so grab your Bible grab a notebook and a pen and tonight I want to talk to you about the lukewarm church this is so powerful the lukewarm church what is the lukewarm church well I'm glad that you're watching and and viewing this broadcast and we'd start off reading in verse 14. And we're just going to come down on our background noise just a little bit for you tonight. Uh, And the angel of the church in Laodicea, right? The words of the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich. I have prosper. I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiful and poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may be clothed yourselves and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salive to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Very powerful tonight. I'm going to turn over to my notes as we open up with the word of God tonight. And I just want to read to you from my notes tonight, and I believe that this teaching will enrich you tonight because we need to understand what is lukewarm and why Jesus called this church the lukewarm church. I know many of us thinking, but you need we need to understand that these letters are written to the body of Christ It's written to the church, not to unbelievers, not to those who are uh, living their lives carelessly. But Jesus is writing these letters to the church. And as we've seen, as Jesus wrote to the church in Ephesus and all the way up to this church that we're opening up tonight, there was correction in each one of the churches. For the Lord has said in every one of these letters, I know your works, what we're getting into tonight. He know exactly the things that he has put into our hands. And so let's start off with it tonight now. I won't camp out too, too long on some of these because we have went, because we've went, went over these, sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied here tonight, but I want to start off in verse 14, and it says, and to the angel of the church, we understand that that word angel, under, underline that, if you're watching with me, underline that, the Greek word for angel is angelos, and what this word literally means, it means someone who is sent from heaven, a delegate or a dignitary. But if you look up the definition in Greek, it gives an outline or definition of a pastor. So Jesus is writing this letter to the pastor of this church in Laodicea. And so he addressed this letter to the pastor of the church. And like we said in previous broadcasts, I love the way how when the Lord want to get a message to the church, he go through the pastor, the one who he has assigned to oversee his work. He's speaking to the pastor. Now, it is up to the pastor to receive that word from heaven, understand that word from heaven, process that word from heaven before the pastor can release it to the body. And so here the Lord is writing this letter to the pastor of the church. And as we read in the opening, this letter is a brutal letter. I mean, Jesus comes straight out of the gate saying what he has against this church. As we see, he don't like anything that they're doing. And so let's continue to read. Now, he says, to the angel of the church. I want you to underline this word, church. That word in the Greek is ekklesia. As like I said, I won't camp out long because we have reviewed these in our previous broadcast. But the word ekklesia means a, uh, um, it is a compound word of ek meaning out and klesia or lacia mean um. Uh, called out once so if you put these words together what it literally means is called out once these these are people who the lord jesus has called out to be his own pulled us out of the world and brought us together what is the power of the ecclesia what is the purpose of the ecclesia god's church it is important that every person belong to a local church the local church is not just open up on every street corner just to say that they are a church I pray that they're just not opening up just to be a church, but they have been assigned by God. And so if you're watching this broadcast, and if you're not involved in a local church, I beg you to join the local church. This is God's governing body. And what the local church is for, the local church is to be a lighthouse in the community. The local church is a governing body that the Lord Jesus Christ has planted there. And as we've seen in all the other letters, Jesus walks inside of these churches seeing the works that every church is doing for their community. He knows every department in the church. We know here at the Edge Church, we teach our people that the Lord knows and oversee every work that we do here from the greeters outside, from the parking lot, from the greeters inside, from our ushers, uh, to our children's ministry, to our youth, to our healing rooms, to every department, our worship team. He he watches everything. He know our works. In other words, he know our hearts. He know exactly what our occupations is. And so in Ecclesia, it, uh, it is a group of called out believers who come together as a governing body assigned by heaven to shift the regions of their city and their community for the glory of God God has given his church the ecclesia power whatever the church believe for and pray it shall happen amen so as you can see I'm a little passionate about the church just being a lead pastor myself amen uh, now let's get to the next point the word laodicea now what is this place because god is speaking to the church that has been planted in laodicea and so what does this word mean laodicea means in the greek um people of justice now it's a strange word but you will see that as we begin to break down who is this church what is this city what is they all about so i want to read here from my notes and it says, this city was a very rich city, very rich, very wealthy city. When I say wealthy, when you do the research on that city, just about all the population of this city were wealthy i'm talking about stupid wealthy if i can say it in that way but they had so much wealth and there were so many business owners in this city there were four major businesses in this city but there were hundreds of small businesses throughout this city this city was very wealthy they had no need of nothing and here it is there's a church being planted in this city The people were so wealthy uh, in this city that when this city was destroyed by an earthquake, the Romans said that we will help you to rebuild this city. We will finance it. But the people of this city, because they were so wealthy, they said, we don't need your money. We don't need the money of anyone. They used their personal wealth to rebuild the city. These people, they had it. They had everything. They had no need of anything these people were wealthy so the people that belonged to the church in Laodicea they were wealthy very wealthy people and you'll see why they get this strong rebuke that they've gotten from the Lord um so in this city there were two neighboring cities and one is Colossus and in this city which we read about in the epistles Uh, This is where Paul began to write his letters at. Uh, But in the city of Colossae, there were mountains and on the mountains, there were snow caps. So Laodicea, it was in the middle of two cities, Colossae one that had the mountains and they had snow peaks. And so people would go there because when the snow will melt off the mountains, it will release the coldest of cold water throughout the city, and people can drink there. This water was so cold and so refreshing. Colossae got his name that, man, they just had the best water. The water of the city was known for refreshing water. It refreshed the soul. I'm giving you some key words why the Lord gave this strong rebuke. And as I'm beginning to unfold this letter, you are already beginning to see the analogy that Jesus used for this church. And the next city that was on the other side of of uh, this city was known for its hot water now these cities are miles away from laodicea but this city it was known for its hot waters it was known for its hot pools so many people would travel to this city and they were bathe in the hot waters because the waters were known to have healing properties in them so there's a saying of a lo- of a love story. Some of you may remember this story of Cleopatra, her and Mark Anthony, uh, John Mark. They would, um, this is where they would spend their time at. This is where their love affair happened at. They would go and visit this city. They would bathe in its pools because it had healing properties in it. Now, because the city of Laodicea was so wealthy, they had everything. Well, what they didn't have was running water so they said instead of us going to these nearby cities to get refreshing water from one city and to get the hot water that had the healing properties how about we build ourselves trenches a piping system that will go from one city where we can collect cold water from colossi and then we can collect the hot water from the next city so they spent time building these uh trenches this piping system Um uh, to collect this water now the people of the city they were so excited because the people said that we're fixing to bring the refreshing waters of Colossae here into our city we don't have to leave our city we will have refreshing waters anytime we want when the snow melt and when the snow melt we will receive that refreshing water and they said and we will have the hot water for healing properties when we want to bathe we can collect this water we can have these pools right here in our own city if we can bring these two together we will have no need for nothing everything we need is right here in our city these people were so prideful these people were so arrogant because of their wealth there was nothing that they money could not buy You should do a research on this city. It will blow you away. Now I'm giving you the the skinny version of it. Now, after much time of building these pipe systems to bring this water into their city, the people of the city, they've been waiting on it. Now it finally come. Water begin to come into the city. And at a surprise, as they begin to drink this water that they've been waiting for, Come to find out the water traveled so far from Colossae, the water was no longer cold. It traveled through all that nasty pipeline and it got all this mixture in it. So the water was lukewarm. So when they drank the water, they spit it out of their mouth. Listen what I'm saying. They spit the water out because the water was lukewarm. Remember the rebuke the Lord gave them. As the hot water came in, they began to collect the hot water, but come to find out the water was no longer hot. It traveled such a long distance that the water lost its healing properties, and it wasn't hot. It was lukewarm, and the people were uh, discouraged. They had great intentions, and they had great expectations of these uh, refreshing waters. And the hot waters that that held the healing properties. Now I want to say something here. The people of this city. Had great expectation. Of refreshing waters. Coming to their city. They had great expectation. Of hot water. That held healing properties in it. Coming to their city. All to find out that it wasn't what they thought it was it was so distasteful they were so disappointed out of all they worked they got nothing out of it now some of you are connecting the dots already um wow i just went through a whole pages of notes that didn't really need well i did but i just kind of ad-libbed all of it this is very powerful what the Lord is saying here. But before so let's just pause right there. Now remember that point, the people being disappointed because what they thought that they was receiving from Colossae, refreshing waters, it was lukewarm water. It was very distasteful. What they thought that they were receiving from the other city, hot water that had healing properties come to find out the water lost all its healing properties because of the process the process um so we want to stop right there and i want to pick up on the next word in verse 14 it says now listen to the description jesus give of himself to this church very powerful here he says the words of the amen now if you're in your homes you need to say amen I'm going to tell you what this word means. This word literally means it is, it is said by God, it is, and shall be so. Here's the definition of it out of vines. It means at the beginning, if someone starts off with the word amen, if the Lord starts off at the beginning, amen, like he's doing in this letter, what it means is that I am faithful. And what god is telling the church in laodicea he is saying i am the amen it starts with me what i'm saying is truthful what i'm saying is faithful i am the amen let it be so this word is established i am he who establishes all things this is a true saying um This is trustworthy, and this is very powerful here. And what the Lord is saying, so it is, and so it shall be, and may it be fulfilled. I am the amen. Very powerful. And then he says that I am the amen, and I am the true witness. Please underline that word. Now, I know we're going line by line, but I just want to just highlight this word, word for word. Now, this word in the Greek is mortis, M-A-R-T-Y-S. Is where we get the word martyrs from. Now, what this word mean is that this word has a, a a picture of someone being in a court of law, and you have a witness that approached the stand. Now, that witness is a eyewitness um to the details that are at hand, they're testifying of something that they know a fact, they are a eyewitness. And what they're saying is truthful because they are an eyewitness. And this is what Jesus said. I am a truthful witness. I have seen you with my own eyes. I have watched you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me, I want you to understand this. The Lord knows us. He is a true witness. He don't need anybody to tell him about us. He knows us. He is a true witness. He know your design. He know your heart. He know your steps. I am a true witness. I am the amen. It begins with me. What I'm saying is faithful. I'm the faithful one. I'm the true one. And he says, I am a true witness. Man, this is heavy language to this church. And I want to pick back up in verse 15. And I'm going to go back to the word. To my bible listen what it says in verse 15 i know your works you're neither cold nor hot remember the story that i just read to you or told you about this city and how they built trenches to receive cold waters listen what the lord says here in verse 15 i know your works he's talking about their works their occupation in life Even your occupation in life, you being a believer, a Christian, the Lord knows your occupation. Whether you serve in a local church, whether you're a pastor, whatever work that you may do, you can just be a volunteer. The Lord says, I know your works. Now, I know we're speaking of this church, but you need to understand that this is a prophetic letter, not just to this church. It still speaks to many of us today. We're going to get into what he's talking about, the lukewarm church. A little bit farther he said i know your works this word "know" is the word um it means i perceive i'm an eyewitness i know your works your occupation what you do in life how you live i know your design you're neither cold nor hot with that you were either cold or hot so because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold i will spit you out of my mouth he says, for you say I am rich and I have prospered and I need nothing. Not realizing that you are wretched, pitiful, and poor, blind, and naked. My God, I just want to go right back over to my notes again. To what the Lord is saying here. He says in verse 16. Because you are lukewarm. That word Lukewarm. And the Greek literally means, and it speaks of the soul of this church, which afforded no refreshment to the Lord, such as is ministered naturally, uh, either cold or hot water. This is what the Lord is saying. Think about the analogy that the Lord gives, gives them. And I want to say something very prophetically here to you. Is that when the Lord speaks to us, he speaks to us just like he did when he walked the earth and he shared parables, he used stories of farmers and fishermen of that day and time. Speaking of that region, a language and something that they know of when God speaks to us, he speaks to us demographically. It's just like here in north america i cannot go to south america and use the same analogies that i would use here they may not know what i'm speaking of and vice versa it's the same way how the lord speaks and so the lord is speaking to this church in laodicea he's speaking to something that they would clearly understand of them trying to receive cold water from colossi and them trying to receive hot water from the next city for healing properties he's saying that you are neither cold nor hot but you're lukewarm as you spit that water out and as the cold water from kalashi did not bring refreshing to you in all your efforts I will spit you out of my mouth what is he saying here he said, I wish that you was cold because now I can, I can get a refreshing drink from you. or I wish that you was hot so that I can feel the healing properties from your life. And my friends, let me tell you something, what the Lord is looking for today in his church, in his ecclesia, he is not looking for mixture. We see this mixture, even in the letters of the church, when he says that I have this against you, you have allowed the doctrine of Balaam to come inside of my house. You have allowed the doctrine of the Nicolaitans to come inside of my house. I have this against you. That is lukewarm. Lukewarm means that you're neither cold nor hot you're in between and another reference we can use is someone who straddled the fence one minute you're passionate about God the next minute you're confused about the things of God and what God is saying that I wish that you were cold or hot and cold does not mean a bad thing what he is saying that I wish you was cold so i can get a refreshing drink from your works i wish that you was hot so i can receive healing properties from your life and from your works but you are neither i will spit you out of my mouth now let me caution you the lord is not saying he is done with this church he's not saying that he's throwing this church away even this church the lord came straight out the gate against them now speaking prophetically here you just um this may speak to you personally that one minute that you feel that you are living for the lord and the next minute you know what you get around friends and family you start talking one way thinking another way maybe when you're around a certain group of people things are great but the moment you get around other people you know your attitude change your language change and this is what the lord is saying He is saying that there's such a mixture in you. You are lukewarm. You get to play either side. I wish that you was one or the other, but you're lukewarm. Don't come to me lukewarm, but come come to me with a heart that is on fire for me. Come to me with a heart that I can receive refreshing water from your lips this is what the lord is saying to us the church and i believe that it is imperative that we who are christians we must wake up we gotta wake up we must awaken from our slumber awaken god is calling the ecclesia to burn for him to be red hot for him to stop being lukewarm people that are lukewarm don't want to offend others people that are lukewarm want everyone to like them, just like King Saul. He disobeyed God because he wanted people to like him. It was hard for him to choose a side. But what about you? How do you live your life? Who are you when nobody's watching? Are you self-centered, self-supported? Do you have everything that you need? Do you consider everything that you have today that it is because of your own efforts? This is why the Lord is coming against this church because this church was so wealthy. God is looking for people who are 100% dependent upon Him. Listen what Jesus said to the religious leaders He says, I didn't call the righteous, but those who are in need of a physician those whose soul who are really needing healing those who are truly sick and need of a savior who needs the healer I wish that you were cold or hot It's what the Lord is saying to this church What is lukewarm? Lukewarm is another description of someone backsliding. They still quote the Bible. But they're not passionate about the word. Lukewarm. There's so many things in our hearts that is distracting us from keeping Jesus Christ the center of our life. What is lukewarm? When I lose interest in the things of God. And I try to replace them with other things. What is lukewarm when I lose focus of the vision that God has placed in my heart and that's serving him? Remember, he's speaking to the church and I want to speak to the body of Christ. Have you lost interest and fire in where you serve? Have you lost interest in in praying and seeking the face of God? Have you allowed work and family and other things to consume your time? Have you become self sufficient? This is who the Lord is speaking to. I want to close with this tonight. In verse 16, verse 18. listen what he says and in verse 17 he tells them why they're lukewarm in verse 18 god is such a loving god he's still reaching out for his church his bride i believe the lord is reaching out to many of you right now maybe you found yourself away from the lord you you are losing interest and you find yourself going back in the wrong direction and you want to come back to the Lord Jesus. You really love him. My friends, if you would just stop where you are right now and just say, Lord, I repent. I return to you. Forgive me of my sin. The Bible said that God is, God is righteous and a, 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 a God is faithful to forgive you if you ask him to forgive you of your sin. Listen what he says in verse 18. He says, I counsel you. He didn't say, I command you. Listen what he's saying. Because being wealthy is not a sin. Let me just highlight that. You having nice things is not a sin. Listen what the Lord says here. He says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may, may clothe yourselves. And the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. And salive to anoint your eyes. So that you may see. Those whom I love I reprove and I discipline. So be zealous. And repent. And verse 20 where where we close. Behold. I stand at the door. (laughs) And knock. If anyone hears my voice. And opens the door. I will come in to him and eat with him and him with me. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. The Lord is outside of this church knocking on the door. What about you? Is the Lord standing outside of the door of your heart, knocking, trying to come in? Can you hear the Lord knocking on the doors of your heart? Saying, repent, come back to me. Come and buy from me, says the Lord. Where I can refine you. Where that I can give you white garments and clothe your nakedness. What the Lord is saying, invest in me. Sometimes we can be so distracted by the things that we're trying to accomplish in the world. And we're trying to accomplish all these things that we find ourselves getting farther and farther and farther away from God. And God said, repent, be zealous for me. Behold, I stand at your door, the door of your heart, and I knock. And if you allow me to come in. I will come in and dine with you and you with me. The Lord wants to come in and live inside of your heart, friend. Will you respond to Him? Will you surrender your life? If that's you tonight, I want you to say this prayer with me Lord, I surrender. I hear you knocking on the door of my heart. I repent of my sins and I turn to you almighty God Lord I ask you to be my Lord and Savior I repent of all my sins and I open the door of my heart and I allow you in if you pray that prayer I would love to hear from you just say pastor I pray that prayer I want to celebrate with you you giving your life back to the lord you making a bold decision to live for the lord we love you and we thank you god we thank you for every viewer that is watching us may shalom be in your household the peace of god nothing lacking nothing missing nothing broken shalom